which was important when you were a therapist and somewhat concerned about your ethical boundaries. She slowed her car down for a moment and checked the directions again. 0.3 miles to the next right turn. Excellent, almost there. Not that getting wrapped up in your clients was a bad thing, but seven years of psychology training had made very clear that a certain distance was mandatory. Therapists listened, empathized, offered questions that might expand a client's thinking. They didn't act, and lately she'd been fighting off the strangest urges. She'd almost kicked Mr. Monroe out of her office last week simply because he'd requested twice-weekly sessions. Worse, she'd had the most unprofessional need to tell him to grow up, move out of his mother's house, and find something to do with his life. Then there was sweet little Jenna, whose parents wanted her to have some help building self-esteem. When her mother had complained about lack of progress, Elsie had been hard-pressed not to point out that she and Jenna's father were the source of that problem. In a very loud voice, the kind that might be mistaken for yelling. She never yelled. That would be beyond unprofessional. So, she'd done what every therapist does when faced with a professional crisis. She'd consulted her own therapist. He had listened, nodded, and asked gentle questions. He was a very competent psychologist. He'd carefully nudged her to see that her issues were a classic case of transference. Her clients weren't taking action in their own lives, so she felt a counterbalancing need to act. Which, as her therapist was quick to point out, was a noble instinct. She just needed to find an outlet other than interfering in her clients' lives. Most satisfied with that conclusion, she carefully researched and compiled her top three options. Which light had stood out as a clear winner, offering an opportunity to serve others while perhaps taking advantage of her small witch talents? That had tipped the balance against fundraising work for the United Way. It would be fun to be a witch again. She was trying very hard to forget her outrageous third choice, a month-long workshop in trapeze flying. It wasn't hard to recognize the poor judgment of an impending midlife crisis. Lord knows she'd seen it in enough clients, although 32 seemed rather young to be suffering such a fate. Seriously, trapeze flying? Clearly a very strong signal from her psyche that if she didn't find a mature and responsible outlet for her need to do something, she'd end up jumping into something truly crazy. Needs shouldn't be repressed. Any good psychologist knew that. They could, however, be channeled. She pulled over to the curb, looked at the instructions in her hand one more time, and nodded in satisfaction. She had arrived, and with a comfortable five minutes to spare. Elsie Giannato was always on time. The house she'd arrived at looked somewhat out of place in the neighborhood of bungalows, a modern-looking two-story home of wood and glass, and pretty, but slightly overrun gardens. Her mother would enjoy tending to the flowers. Earth magic or not, Elsie had never enjoyed playing in the garden. It always made her feel tense. Not unlike how she felt now. She sighed and reached for her bag. Sometimes being a competent self-analyst could be a pain in the neck. It was entirely normal to feel nervous at the beginning of a new venture. Imagine if she'd chosen trapeze flying. Holding her bag and the folder with her carefully crafted suggestions on how she might serve Witchlight best over the next three months, 
Elsie made her way through the gardens and up to the front door. She checked her watch. One minute to 2 p.m. Perfect timing. She reached up to the purple fairy wing knocker on the door and paused. Purple fairy wings didn't fit her perceptions of an ideal mentor, but perhaps she was being hasty in her judgments. She rapped on the door three times and waited. In moments, she heard clumping footsteps, as if someone were running down the stairs. The front door popped open, and Elsie gaped in surprise. The young woman who had opened the door was covered head to toe in tattoos and an amazing assortment of piercings. The bandana on her head looked like it might have been there for a month, and the leather jacket thrown over her shoulder was entirely disreputable.